Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. We're all here today, the whole gang. Even got a even got an extra guy with us, but second appearance on the podcast, Mr. Tony Butt. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and here with my two co-hosts, D Lane and Dalton Garrett. We're here to talk a little bit about some college football. We got a uh, we got a, a college football fantasy draft coming up that we're going to do this season. We're gonna today just pick five QBs that that we think uh, that we would take in our our fantasy draft, and I think we got a good list. Each of us uh, have sat down and put together, and and we're gonna draft these guys and. And gonna make something happen. And with this league, we're gonna we're gonna invite whoever wants to get in. We're gonna throw it up on Twitter, Facebook. If you want to get in, we're gonna have a draft in August. Um, we're gonna do it. We're gonna just like the NFL with ESPN points and and all that good stuff. So, with that being said, uh, I want to kick it over here to these three guys and get them in here and see how they feel about this. And DG, uh, how are you how are you feeling about college football season this year, man? I mean, I'm excited. I'm getting ready. It's gonna be fun. Uh, with Florida, obviously, um, you know, having a new coach and having a pretty tough schedule. Um, you know, a lot of people have been hating on us already. Six and six has been like the 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 the, the ceiling. And uh, I think we got a lot of talent. I don't know, if, you know, ten and two or anything crazy like that's gonna happen. But um, I don't know. I, I'm excited for college football. I mean, I'm going to the Florida Utah game. First week of the season, so can't wait for that. Um, then I just think, man, I think this is gonna be the first year in a while. Uh, college football is somewhat wide open. I mean, outside of Alabama and Ohio State, I don't know if anybody's a for sure locked to make playoffs. I mean, Georgia's obviously gonna be good, but they mm-hmm. lost a lot. Um, Clemson, you know, people are talking about QB, like how good's Oglele gonna do if K. Clemson takes his job? Does that make a difference? How's Oklahoma going to be under Brent Venables, um, USC? So, uh, a lot of question marks outside of the top two this year, man. So, it's going to be a fun football season for sure. Yeah, Tony, uh, talking about that, you know, he said it, it could be wide open. And I know you're an Alabama fan. How do you feel about him Him saying that? Oh, I mean, there's always a chance. I mean, there's always a joke every year. I mean, you just never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I've been returning to the best player in the country with Will Anderson, Bryce Young. I mean, obviously, Ohio State's got C.J. Stroud and a whole bunch of playmakers on the outside, so they're going to probably score 50 a game, and nobody's probably going to stop them. That's a fact. So, we're going to see. I mean, it's going to be cool to see. Texas is actually back. Miami's actually back. A lot of hype's going around them. with Mario Cristobal and Steve Sarkeesian coming. 
Uh, we're going to see if see if Sarkeesian can uh, bring up twenty yours to basically score forty points because they have no defense. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's just going to be see how the changes are. Like the realignment's coming up. A lot of changes, a lot of them are going to take away the divisions, like I think the Pac-12. I know the ACC did and some of the Pac-12. But, um, yeah, just excited. Man, uh, I'm, I'm excited as well, and and I can't wait for this year. I know uh, I'm about to kick it over here to D-Lane, and we're both Auburn Auburn fans and die hard, and there's been a lot of a lot of bullshit uh, going around the program up there in Auburn, and, and – there's a there's a little bit of excitement though that's, that's starting to go around and and Zach Calzada coming in and uh, Tank Bigsby there was the the flirtation with the with the uh, the transfer portal and everything and and then he decides to come back and a couple guys on defense decide to come back and and there there is a little bit of excitement there's a little bit of uh, the media downing Auburn and I saw a thing the other day by somebody that put out a, a poll that it was it was Auburn four and eight and I think one conference win. So I don't agree with that and that's for another day. But D Lane, I want to get your thoughts on on college football and, and how are you feeling as an Auburn fan? Uh well first I'm gonna start on Auburn. I think uh like you said, I think I'm excited for this year, especially after everything that happened this offseason with Harson and the you know the allegations of him sleeping with a you know, uh, one of his like assistants and mm-hmm. just like, you know, some of the former players that were saying like, Oh, you know, Harson like don't ain't friends with the parents. Like, okay. One, that's not his job. But I also like that some of the recruits, you know, stepped up and said, you know, well, what are these players talking about? Because Harson, like, man, he took my parents out to dinner. Like he, you know, he, he's great with families and stuff like that. So, I'm, I'm kind of glad that some of the recruits are stepping in and, you know, kind of taking up for Harson. We even saw a recruit uh, or a, a current player uh, step in. And he said, Brian Harson's the guy. He said, yeah. dude, like he, he's the guy that will bring an, another national championship to Auburn. So um, I think we're kind of, I don't know, I'm excited for this year. Hopefully Tank, uh, you know, I mean, I definitely don't want to see Tank into the transfer portal, but I think he, uh, he can just stay healthy. And I think the big thing, he's got to touch the ball 20 times a game. I mean, that's that's going to be the big thing this year. I agree. No matter if he's – you know, they're dialed in on the run game. I think he's still got to touch the ball at least 20 times a game. Um, and I saw him – he's elevating his game. I saw him running routes the other day. I don't know if you saw that. But he's With like – uh, Yeah, he's running curl routes and, you know, coming out of the backfield. So, I think that could be a very dynamic part of uh, Auburn's offense next year, especially with Calzada. Thank God it's not T.J. Finley. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But I think, uh, you know, like like Tony just said, he uh, – or, you know, like D said, he said that football, you know, could be kind of wide open this year. Um, for me, personally, I don't see it. I think it's two teams, and I think it's clear-cut that it's two teams. Mm. And I think it's Alabama and Ohio State. And I think really in the national championship, I think it's whoever's going to score 40 first. Mm. I think it's the first to score 40. Um, obviously, it's going to be a little hard with uh, Will Anderson and – uh. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, who's the other one? Dallas, Dallas Turner. Yep. Yeah, um, that's going to be hard because they're probably going to be on the edge of both. And uh, I think Texas might reconsider their uh, their SEC joinment come that week three <laughs> because I think Alabama's going to beat them by fifty in Austin, Texas, and it's not going to be a pretty day in Texas when that happens. Yeah, so I'm right there with D Lane and and 
I think that it's a two-team race this year, and everything that happened with Alabama losing last year with Georgia and and the 33-18 to 18 and uh, Bryce Young leaving that field and having to experience that, the failure, and, you know, the weapons that they have coming in in the portal. I just think that uh, there's there's a, there's – I want to say there's too much talent on that Alabama roster this year. And with Bryce Young, the former Heisman winner, uh, the returning Heisman winner, I should say, um, with him coming back and you can't ever, you know, count out Nick Saban. So I think they're, you know, them in Ohio state, it's going to be a hell of a matchup in the national championship. I'm going ahead and I'm, I'm going to throw it out there because that's who I think it's going to be. And I think Alabama will reign supreme as your 2022 national champions. But as far as football season, man, like D-Lane said, as an Auburn Tiger, I'm excited as hell. I think Brian Harson needs time. I think he he needs the people at Auburn, the boosters, to back him, get fully behind him. Uh, Auburn is currently working on NIL and getting all of that situated and trying to grow that part of their game and everything in, in the recruiting process. And and I'm excited for the product that's going to get put on the football field this year. Is that Calzada coming in, like D-Lane said, with Tank Bigsby? I'm excited to see this, this offensive line. I know a lot of people on social media are constantly downing them, but there's some experience there this year. Uh, hopefully they get better. We're, we'll find out in about a month. And uh, – I'm just excited to finally sit down on a Saturday, man, and watch college football. I mean, it's it's the longest wait of any sport, man. It's it's just it feels like seven months of just uh, pure misery not being able to watch it. So, uh, our segment, like I said earlier today, is we're going to draft some QBs, some top returning QBs of who we think uh, we would want on our franchise or starting QB one for us week one. And uh, before we get into that segment, there was a bombshell that dropped in Major League Baseball this morning that Juan Soto turned down a 15-year contract for $440 million. So the Washington Nationals have said that they are interested in listening to trade talks. And with that, we know there is only a few teams that can trade for Juan Soto. And I want to kick this over here to DG. DG, who do you think could possibly land Juan Soto? And how do you feel about all this with him turning down the contract in Washington? Man, I think uh, a few of the bigger teams obviously are going to be your, um, you know, the ones everybody are going to consider probably favorites to go get them. Um, I don't know how how much each of the big teams has as far as, like, Capital, I guess you could say, like what player they give up, like who are you willing to trade? Um, I know I was looking, I saw a thing earlier, like he's, I think he's like career bad average, like 292, which, like, I mean, he's struggling a little bit this year, but like the dudes, mm-hmm. y'all been hyping him up for the last three years. And I, I haven't really been on board until the last couple weeks, but um, not that he wasn't good, but I just didn't believe he was as good as, you know, I thought he was getting a little bit too much hype, but. Once you kind of think about it and see his career stat line and the, the fact that he's won a World Series, um, basically, you know, I don't say anything about himself, but mm-hmm. he was a big hand in that. Um, so I think, uh, I mean, like, it just depends. Like, who are they willing to trade him to? Like, would you trade him in division? Would you trade him into 
Like, would you be willing to trade him within the National League? Um, because I think, like, like I mean, honestly, it's not crazy. Like, I don't know if they're they're gonna be have a chance at getting, but like the Braves, like the Braves, can they screw around? Like, they have a stacked farm system. Mm-hmm. Like, and their farm system has been good for a while. And like, I mean, if you look around, like they're not gonna bring anybody up. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have Michael Harris is center field for the next however long. Facts. Uh, Acuna's locked down right field. You can move them two guys around if you need to throw one center to right field if he's. I don't know if he's good as good defensively as Michael Harrison and Acuna. So like you can just bump them one over, you know, put put Juan Soto maybe in whatever position you consider the weakest in the outfield. Um I mean if I had to take a wild guess, I'd say you're probably top three or probably Yankees gotta be up there, Dodgers probably. Uh maybe I'm trying to think of big money more. Boston. I just don't know. I just Yankees I know got pointed prospects they can give up. No doubt. And they obviously have the money, but it's just gonna be it's going to be a huge decision. Do you let Judge walk in the offseason and you get rid of probably five, six top prospects to get Soto and, you know, sign him long term? And then you're kind of banking on him carrying for the next 15, 20 years? Or do you, you know, pay Judge, let Soto leave, or don't even worry about Soto and just hope you develop the guys in the minors like you have already? I mean, they have a couple guys that people are saying could be like the the face of the Yankees in three or four years, like mm-hmm. with Anthony Volt, uh, Oswald Peraza, or Peraza. I know they got a lefty pitcher that's supposed to be a stud, and then mm-hmm. Jason Dominguez. I mean, people are hyping him up since he was twelve. So like, um, those two, and then obviously Dodgers. Like you just know they got the money. Those two are definitely your big money teams. Boston's obviously got the money, but I just don't. I, I don't know as well Dodgers wise and Boston wise what they have farm system because you're not. You're most likely going to have to give up. Prospects, I mean, shit, maybe even big league guys that aren't in the big leagues that yeah. aren't, that have two or three years left on a contract that you'd be willing to give up. So if I had to take a guess, man, I'd say Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox have to probably be toward the top of the list. Yeah, and I think that he's going to a contender, a big market. He's one of the top hitters in this generation. I mean, he's a freaky talent. You know, we watched the 2019 run with the Nats and everything, and you know, I got to see this guy on a contender, and right now the Nats just aren't in contention, and it's not looking like they're going to be in contention anytime soon. So why sit here and waste a guy like Juan Soto, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, who's just one of the most, like I said, generational talents that we've ever seen, and I would trade my whole farm system for him. And that's what I wanted to ask you guys with us following the Yankees as closely as we do. Would you let, would you make a trade for Soto and would you let Aaron Judge walk D Lane? What are your thoughts on it? As I find the Yankees, I don't think I make that trade. Uh, there's no way, me personally, that I let Judge and give up what four or five top prospects for Juan Soto. I mean, I get it. Juan Soto's. In my eyes, he's probably one of the most feared hitters in baseball. Even at his age, at Aaron Judge, no, even because now you, I mean, even the American League, yeah, but now you got the DH rule. So what if he is, you know, thirty-eight years old and he can just DH? And plus, it's not like he's, it's not like Aaron Judge is putting his body, you know, on the line every night. I mean, he plays in right field where it's only three eighteen down the right field line. So it's not like he's playing at Fenway every night where you know it's three eighty. You know, he's having to run a whole lot, you know, whatever. But plays in that little league ball. Yeah, he plays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he's only got to cover, you know, 
so you know not much behind him so it's not like he's putting his body mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner you know, threw a whole lot in right field uh, with the Yankees. Um, I, I get it. Juan Soto's, what, 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And I just – I don't see – if I'm the Yankees personally, I don't give up Aaron Judge and my top four to five prospects for a player like Juan Soto. Um, but like I was saying, like I get that he's – in my eyes, the, he's the most feared hitter in baseball mm-hmm. no matter, you know, what pitch you throw. I mean, the dude, like, you try to sneak 98 past him or, you know, 99, and boom, he hits it oppo. It's like, what you know, how, how do you beat him? Mm-hmm. And um, and then, you know, obviously he's he's always had that little Soto shuffle that we all – most people love it. Most people, you know, don't think it's classic for the game of baseball. I love it. Um, I love when a player, you know, he's cocky. He knows he's good. And seeing – I mean, you're, we already know that he's, he's ready for the bright lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, he walked in the World Series, a team that was cheating – Actively cheating. <laughs> um, somehow they got away with it. No players were suspended. Rob Manfred, worst commissioner in sports. Mm. Um, but he walked into Houston, game seven. Oh, I mean, honestly, the whole series. But game seven, and dude just put on a show. I mean, this it's crazy that a 20-year-old kid at the time is, you know, doing that in the World Series. But mm-hmm. me personally, if I'm the Yankees, I don't make that trade. Not with what Aaron Judge – Obviously, we've seen what he can do this year. Yeah, he's in a slump right now, but obviously he's an MVP, an MVP candidate. He will get out of it and go back to the way he was hitting. Um, yeah, just I don't see the Yankees making that kind of trade. Yeah, and I'm not sure they make it either. Uh, you know, like DG said, Boston, Dodgers. Uh, I've heard the Giants, uh, yeah, the, the Padres, um, I even heard the Marlins today. I even heard the Marlins. I heard I heard the Marlins get in. Tony, you what you got? Think, like why why he declined it? I mean, he basically he they offered him his whole career at thirty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way the market's going, like, wow, you're stupid to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. It could be fifty million dollars in like five years, and you're stuck yeah. at thirty million. You, yeah. Obviously, as cocky as he is, he thinks he's going to obviously get better. So, like, he may not want to sign a long term deal. So, why would somebody want to? trade for him and him say, like, I don't want four to five years. They don't trade your own farm system for that. Yeah, and, and see, that's one thing that, that I saw this morning is 15 for 440. And like you said, coming in right there at 30 million, and you have Judge who's about to ask for, what, 36 million, 35 million, 36 million? Seven so, years. Yeah, and so, like, people were saying, like, why would you just cap out at 30 million? And yeah, the so – The time may make it 50 million. Yeah, I think yeah. he's going to say president being a hitter and a pitcher. He's going to make pitcher money plus hitting. So yeah. I mean, you combine the two and probably that's what and you're going to get. I saw that on Twitter this morning. A guy said, you know, I think Jared Carabas said anything less than $500 million, Juan Soto should slap him in the face. And the guy first comment underneath it was, well, anything under $600 million, Otani should – Slap them in the face. Yeah. So I feel like before long, when did these contracts get into a billion dollars, bro? 
I mean, Tony's not giving. Tony'd be the only one. There's just no way we're gonna have anybody come for yeah, the next couple. Yeah, years. but I mean, you look at it though, and it keeps climbing every yeah, year. If you got 15 years, a billion dollars, that's only like, I mean, obviously only but it's 80 million dollars a year. <laughs> All right, Mr. JT Brown, you tell me. I mean, that sounds like a lot like right now, but like as it's growing, I mean, 10 years ago, it was like the contracts were like max, like $10 million. I mean, the way well, obviously inflation is going, $80 million in 20 years may not be as much as you think it is. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, but my thing is like, Otani's going to shut, like you said, he's getting the biggest contract ever. Yeah. He might get part of ownership in the team. Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, I saw a thing the other day, like, I, I think it was John Spolter, it was like a all hallway pitcher came out literally, it was like, if he would just quit hitting, and focus strictly on pitching, he'd be a great pitcher for baseball. Like, mm-hmm. He's proven that what the last like seven starts, he hasn't given up on her run. Yeah. And like and he's still batting 270. I mean, like, I don't know. It's it's crazy because like we're not gonna there. I mean, I just don't see us. I mean, I don't know, nowadays I guess they are pushing a lot of kids to be pitchers and hitters, but like having someone that's gonna come be as good as him at both. I mean, I remember a couple years ago, Tampa drafted a dude from Louisville named Brandon McKay. Stud college baseball player, pitched and hit, led the college, led the nation ERA, hit like twenty bombs. Does anybody know who he is outside of me? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> like he didn't make the big leagues. He's yeah. still in the minors. So like having a two way guy is great, but having a two way guy who's your MVP and a Cy Young back to that year probably like that's rare. Mm. So like yes, he might get eighty million dollar contract a year or some crazy. But, like, are we really gonna ever see anybody that good? We might not. I mean, we hell we don't know. Like. But yeah, I don't know. I just think like Otani's there to me. There's just gonna be no way that anybody's gonna have the the nuts to come up after Otani. But hey, I deserve just as much money as that guy. Like, mm. like to me, no one outside of Otani deserves more money than my trout. Like, there's no one even on that level. Maybe Juan Soto, maybe. And I think that's just a projection thing. Mm. Trout batted 300 his whole career, and he's proven, hey, I deserve his money. Yes, maybe he's hurt too much, but that happens. Trout's money. It should be number one, and then Otani. There should be nobody even in the same realm as them two guys, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it may, it maybe that's kind of, and like that's the thing. Like Tony said, like is Soto looking for like a five six year deal worth thirty five million dollars a year, and then he can sign a game? Like, what is he twenty four? Yeah, he's like twenty twenty three. So if he signs five six year big deal now, that's worth thirty five forty million dollars. Guess what? When he turns thirty, right in the middle of his prime, guess what he's doing again? Sign another fat contract. Yeah, that's like Acuna. Look at Acuna. Like I mean, I think the Braves, his agent screwed him, but like the Braves stole him. He get ten years, mm-hmm. hundred million dollars, and he signed when he was what twenty two. Yeah. So granted, he'll still get a fat contract when he turns thirty two, but like he didn't get the fat contract he could have gotten. But like you have players like Alex Bregman, like these guys that signed like four or five year arbitration deals, to where when they turn 28, 29, 30, they're getting that big deal, that big time career, you know, career finishing salary like type deal. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see. Like, like you said, at some point, something's like there's gonna be salary cap gonna go up every year. Like the money, mm-hmm. there's gonna be more money to get baseball every year. We have no clue where inflation's gonna end up. Like next two years, it could be insane. What it ends up being next year, but then yeah. does it go back to being normal? You know, in six years, we don't know. Like, it just never depends on obviously, you know, who's running the country and stuff like that. But like, um, you know, the 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 the, the, the value of the dollar could be completely different. Like, eighty million dollars now is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Eighty million dollars in fifteen years might not be the same amount of money. So it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, like 
if Soto was asking for this, man, what in the hell is Shohei Otani going to ask for? Exactly. Exactly. And and it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the future in baseball is bright. I, I don't think baseball is anywhere near dead. Uh, I think that we're uh, just kicking this thing off, man. I think the, the future for Major League Baseball is uh, just absolutely incredible. I, I think I think it's it's about to take off the new heights, and, and we're going to have a couple more episodes with Major League Baseball. We're going to cover the All-Star game. We're going to do a, an, a home run derby episode coming up here in, in the next couple days before that. Uh, Tuesday night uh, fireworks show gets popping and for this this I guess final segment I should say is uh, we're going to draft uh, five quarterbacks apiece uh, top returning college QBs this year uh, college football getting ready to kick off here in about a month or so and we are putting together a list today and what we are going to do is give you guys uh, each one of our list, and then we're going to come back, like I said earlier, with a, a fantasy college football league, and we're going to run things like that. We're going to do a draft. We're going to have the show on the podcast and everything, and we're going to make this available to the public. It's going to be free entry, and uh, we're going to have limited slots, but we're going we're gonna to throw it out there, and whoever's interested can join. So, uh, we're going to kick this thing off real quick. We're going to pick a number. We got a, a spin wheel here, one through 50. Each of us are going to pick a number, and we're going to start our list that way. The closest person to the number will get the first pick, and so on and so forth. So with that being said, I will give it to Tony. You can pick first. Pick your number, one through 50. Uh, 25. 25. All right. DG? Um. 39. All right, I'll go 31. Uh, 46. All right, remember your numbers. What? <laughs> Three. Let's go. Oh. All right. You are. So it's. I think 46. I'm dead last. <laughs> yeah, you're dead last. I think it's me. So it's Tony Blake. Yeah. Yep. So leading off, we're going to have Tony, then myself, B Lane in the two slot. And then we're going to have DG in the three slot and D Lane in the uh, four slot, uh, rounding out the list. So we're going to do a snake draft or just one, two, three? Like we just go in order. Snake draft. You want to do snake? Yeah. Okay. We'll so do snake. Do All right. We'll do it that way. And uh, leading this thing off, Tony Butt, man, give us your first overall pick. Right, you can't go with the rainy highs and winter, Bryce Young. I mean, I saw it coming. I saw it <laughs> you're placing him in the Packers offense, basically. You got Jameer Gibbs, you got Tyler Harrell. I mean, you got playmakers everywhere. I mean, he's going to throw for 4,000 yards at least, at least 40 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think Jameer Gibbs is a dark horse for the Heisman. I think a lot of his, a lot of it's going to be his passing game, and it's going to just pad Bryce Young's stats. Mm. Mm. So. I'll take the number two pick, and it's not, uh, you know, you know where I'm going. But it's not a surprise, baby. Give me that CJ Stride up there in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, man, he's got a slew of weapons coming back um, in Jigba, and and we saw uh, Martin Harrison Jr. out there in the Rose Bowl in that show, and he's got Travion Henderson in the backfield coming back, man. 
we just know the product that Ohio State's going to put out on the field, right? And I tell you guys, like I've said this multiple times, I think this is a statement year for C.J. Stroud. Uh, he will be draft eligible. He knows what Bryce Young's doing at Alabama and the loss to Michigan last year, okay? And you look, he didn't have the greatest performance that day. And then he got on the, the, the Heisman thing with Desmond Howard. And Desmond Howard made the remark with Aiden Hutchinson. And CJ is sitting there and he's like, hey. Credibility. Yeah. You just, you just messed up. All right. Because I'm about to hang 50 on you next year. Okay. And I could see it from a mile away. And that is my number, my number two overall pick. I think that he has the best opportunity to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Cause I'm not, I'm not so sure. How do y'all, how do y'all feel about, do you think that they would give, do you think they would give Bryce back to back Heisman's? No. I no. think if he goes crazy again, yeah. I mean, you think so? I mean, if his statistics are better than anybody else's, yes. He's, he's got to be so far ahead. And plus, I think yeah. Will Anderson's going to take votes away. He's, yeah. He's going to take votes away. But yeah. see, but then, I, I, I think it's going to be tough for him. Honestly, like, see this Stroud and Bryce Young, because, like, both, I mean, there's five Heisman contenders on those two teams. Like, you got Will Anderson, Bryce Young, Jameer Gibbs, Brown Bell. Mm -hmm. And you got Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba and CJ Stroud. That's five dudes right there from two teams that could, depending on the year they have, win the house trophy. So it's like, um, but yeah, and, and I guess you're right. Like you said, a president year one. I mean, like I, I just saw, I think he had like 47 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 4,000 yards. Yeah. What are you going to do? Throw for 57 touchdowns? Like <laughs> you got to go crazy. <laughs> I mean, like Tim Tebow literally won a house in 07, and like Florida's team was exponentially better in 08, and he didn't even come close to what yeah. because he just didn't put up the same numbers like as he did the year before. It's like, We've had multiple times in the last few years where, like, the Isles Trophy winners returned and not even came a second. So mm -hmm. it's like it's, – it's just like you said. You set, you set the bar so high. It's like, hey, you got to meet that bar. You mm -hmm. can't – you know, if he had throw 47 touchdowns this year, hell, he'd go 45 and three interceptions but throw for 600 left yards while he wasn't good this season. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Lamar Jackson actually got better stats next year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's. I feel like ever since the Archie Griffin thing with Ohio State, and then one back-to-back Heisman's and everything, I just don't feel like the people uh, want to see it. It's not a selling uh, a selling ticket. Like people, people don't want to get boring with it. Yeah, yeah, they want something new, man. And uh, I, that's why I think C.J. Stroud is is my leader right now for the Heisman Trophy, and I think he could be a a very uh, high draft pick come next year's draft. So, with the number three overall pick, we got DG over here. And I can see, son, he's brainstorming. He's got <laughs> us a pick. What you got, DG? Man, it's kind of crazy because, like, like I said earlier, like I think there's two clear-cut favorite like, football teams, and I think there's two clear-cut favorite quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. I think after Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I think uh, I think it drops off a little bit. I don't know if it drops off a ton. Um, but I think my pick's going to be Caleb Williams from USC. Um, I think they got a good team. I think he's going to be – it's another year in Lincoln Riley's offense. Mm -hmm. It's another year in a weak-ass conference. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, outside of, what, Utah and maybe Oregon, like, you're going to dominate everybody you play. Uh, they play their name? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be a good game. Um, but you also picked up Jordan Addison's wide receiver, and he brought over um, the Marvin Moons. Is that the guy's name that came with him? 
from Oklahoma. I know they have one or, or Mario Williams or something like that. No. Uh, I think Mims is the one. Because he already one came out and said this week that he was already going to transfer. One of them transferred okay. to uh, – yeah, uh, not Marvin Mims. It was Mario Williams. Yeah, Mario, Mario Williams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oklahoma to come to USC with mm-hmm. – so they've already got chemistry together. They came in last year as freshmen together. You got Jordan Addison, um, like I said, another year at offense. I mean, he, yes, when he plays good, he's elite. I think he had a couple games last year where he didn't really show that. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, without with Bryce Young and CJ Stroud on the board, I'm gonna roll with uh, Caleb Williams as my first pick. Mm. D Lane, <laughs> who you got? Um... I don't know if this will be a shock or anything, but I think my first pick is going to be uh, Sam Hartman. Love that. Wake Forest. Um, dude's obviously a gun, uh, a gunslinger. Uh, I think Wake Forest, they like to throw the football. I mean, dude had 4,200 yards last year, uh, 39 passing touchdowns, and he can scamper on his feet a little bit. Had 11 mm-hmm. rushing touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. And the um, reason I pick him, though, uh, obviously he can, he, can, he can throw it around a little bit, but – I've seen some concern about that Wake Forest defense, and some are projecting that they might not even stop a nosebleed. So <laughs> I think uh, I think Sam Hartman, I think he's going to be on the field a lot, and I think he's going to put up some uh, some good numbers if he could cut down the uh, the interceptions a little bit. Uh, obviously, but when you throw that many times in a football game, interceptions are going to happen. Um, I think in the bowl game, I think he threw four interceptions, I believe. Yeah, so. But, you know, something's going to happen. I mean, you're going to have your receivers, you know, go right through their hands and fall in the DB's hands, which my eyes, I don't think that should count as an interception against the quarterback. But that's the way the stats roll. And um, But, yeah, I think my first pick is going to be uh, Sam Hartman. I love that, man. I had Connor O'Neill on the podcast from, from Wake Forest, and, and we were talking about Sam Hartman, man. And I was taking it back to the QB one days. Right? Yes, sir. The QB one days where yeah. we all got on Netflix and got to watch him. And how special he was there, how special he's been at Wake Forest. We know that is a, a high academic uh, standard there at Wake Forest, and it's it's a tough place to win, man. Let's be honest. It's it's uh, in previous years it was a basketball school. I remember Wake Forest with Chris Paul and everything, and they were basketball heavy. And now you feel like Sam Hartman steps in, man, and he kind of flipped the script and. They're football heavy now, and he's a gunslinger. And I know Connor said that they're trying to get Sam to kind of tone it down with the gunslinging mentality a little bit because of all the turnovers. They they lost a game last year against North Carolina where they were up a couple scores, man, and Sam just started turning the ball over. He tried, you know, throwing it into tight windows, just trying to spin it a little too much in there. And so, hey, can't wait to see what kind of season Sam Hartman has. I know it's going to be – uh, one hell of a season for the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. But D-Lane, hell of a pick. And, uh, Tony, your round two pick, your number two guy. Are we doing a snake draft? Or we, cause it's- oh, it's, it goes back to D-Lane. That's right, my fault. Snake draft. It goes back to D-Lane. Go ahead. <laughs> so, my second my second pick is uh, – I'm going with K.J. Jefferson from Arkansas. Wow. Um, reason why I like – Drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, a lot of people predict in Arkansas to – Possibly win the West. I don't see it. Um, they're not going to beat Alabama. Yeah. Um, I don't care if you play at Alabama, at Arkansas. You can play in the Cotton Bowl. You can take them to the Bahamas. They're not going to beat them. I don't mm. care. Um, but I like KJ Jefferson. Um, I mean, not an outstanding year. I mean, he only threw for twenty six hundred yards. But 
you know, people are comparing him. Oh, he's the next Cam Newton, uh -uh. which, uh -uh. Know, yeah, I don't, I don't uh -uh. like that either. I think it's we're ridiculous. not making that comparison. On no, this I, yeah, I'm not making that comparison. I'm just saying other, other yeah. people. Um, yeah, I think that comparison is dumb. Um, but I do like KJ. I know they lost a couple, a uh, couple receivers, and uh, but I just think it's they're he, bringing in uh, Hazelwood, aren't they? Hazelwood. Yeah, Hazelwood. Okay. So, so what, he's probably gonna be wide receiver one. I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh losing Burks though. So yeah, that's but I uh ballsy pick though. Yeah, I mean it's it's ballsy yeah. pick. I, I kind of like it though because he's also one of those is you got to watch out for the read option because he Love can that. he can take off with his you know with his feet. Obviously, he can run the ball a little bit. So it's it's definitely not a guy that you can just sit back there and you know just play the pass like maybe Sam Hartman. Mm -hmm. So uh, you do got to watch out his feet. So I think he can rush for a. Uh, I think he could throw for, you know, kind of have the same year he kind of had, maybe break that 3,000 mark with maybe a 1,000 yard rushing. Kind of yeah. just depends what we have. So I, I like that pick. And uh, I said, those are going to be my my two quarterbacks. And I'm, 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 I'm excited with them. So I love that. let's yeah, see what that, that, picks are that, like. That was a ballsy pick there. I liked it. Uh, just stepping outside right there. Mm -hmm. I, I thought there was a couple more on the list, and D Lane just broke the ice right there, baby. Got it going. Uh, and, and uh, you know, a little thing about K.J. Jefferson, he's he's a Mississippi kid. Uh, Ole Miss feels like they let him get out of their backyard. And he went up there last year and put on an absolute show. If you don't remember that game, man, go look it up and watch it. That quarterback duel was insane. So, uh, hell of a pick by D-Lane. And we're kicking it over here to D.G. D.G., back brainstorming. <laughs> he's over here brainstorming. He's what, what you got, D.G.? This this one's definitely gonna be an under the radar pick. Um, a lot of people, if you don't follow college football closely, might not know just who this guy is. Um, but this dude's been on been on. Uh, I think a lot of people's radar for the last two years. Balling out as a sophomore, had a decent, you know, pretty good uh, junior season. Came back for a senior season. A lot of people were kind of shocked because I think he was. Uh, I don't know if he'd been super highly drafted, but I think y'all. I don't. I'm shocked he came back with as weak as the quarterback class was, but. Um, uh, and I don't even know. Maybe he didn't have the the intangibles they look for in NFL. But mm -hmm. as far as the college world quarterback, I think this dude's gonna put up crazy numbers. For one, he's also in a very uh, obviously not a powerful. Yeah, he's not a powerful conference, so that kind of maybe gives my pick away. Um, I'm gonna roll with Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Bang, baby, love that. <laughs> Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. Uh, last year, he threw 27 touchdowns, only had three interceptions. Um, he's also another guy who can run. He doesn't run a ton, but he, he, he escaped around a little bit, get a little crazy with his feet, especially in the red zone. Um, so I think it's I think it's crazy. Like he he um had a lot of schools kind of looking at him and like giving him transfer port options. Like mm -hmm. for a while, a lot of people thought he might hop in the portal and they slide over there uh, before another quarterback did. Um, so Maybe it's a gutsy pick. Maybe it's not a great pick. I don't know. We'll find out in a year. But I'm going to roll with Grayson McCall. Mm, love that. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a pick. And, hey, the dude can sling it. I don't I don't know how much y'all have watched him, but an absolute stud. Uh, and, and they're set for another big year. And I'll tell you another thing about Coastal Carolina, man, is they're one of those uh, – they're one of those G5s, those group of fives that it's anywhere, anytime, on site. They will play you. They aren't scared. And uh, they put up a lot of they put up a lot of freaking stats. They put up a lot of numbers, man. Uh, and that and that moves to me with my second overall pick. And I'm taking 
Dylan Gabriel, the transfer from UCF to Oklahoma. Okay. And here's why, fellas. All right. Here's why. Dylan Gabriel. All right. He misses last year. Um, you know, he had the collarbone injury and everything down at UCF. And it, you know, it didn't work out. He looks at Oklahoma. Caleb Williams leaves. Uh, Brent Venables comes in. They hired Jeff Levy away from Ole Miss. He had the, um, the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Connection. He had the connection with Jeff Levy uh, at UCF and everything. And so he goes out to, to Oklahoma as the OC and he says, hey, I'm going out there, wide open offense. I'm going to sling this puppy around like Matt Corral did at Ole Miss. And we got playmakers out here. We've already mentioned a few at Oklahoma right here in this episode. And I think it's I th- I think he's set to have a good year. And a lot of people on Oklahoma, they're falling off of Oklahoma in the Big 12. They're saying that they're not gonna they're not gonna be uh, at the top this year. That a lot of people are picking Baylor. A lot of people are on the Oklahoma State bandwagon again, uh, but I think with Dylan Gabriel calling the shots out in out in Norman, Oklahoma this year, I think they're set for a big year. All right, and I know Texas is getting a lot of love, and and I can see Tony over here. I I, I might be looking into his <laughs> eyes deep down, and I might see his second pick. Tony, who you got? Hey, you threw me for a shock. Uh, my second pick is obviously staying in the SEC. I'm surprised that he's fell to eight, or I guess Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. Love it. Love it. I mean, 30-something touchdowns, three interceptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, the offense they run in, it's really just fast-paced, throwing it downfield, see what happens, trying to basically catch the defense sleeping. So, I mean, looking at stats, he's probably going to put up some. Yeah, and a lot of people are calling for Tennessee's year this year, all right? A lot of people are saying, hey, if you don't get that nine and three, all right, something what's wrong? What's wrong if you don't get the nine and three this year? Because everything that Tennessee's got coming back and that schedule, have y'all looked at their schedule? It don't look difficult. All right. Because hey, DG, that week four are going down. DG, <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy, but it's a rebuilding year down there in Gainesville and uh Tennessee, you know, what, Kentucky? Yeah, they have two know. games to worry about. Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, and so, Florida Gators. Uh, come on, no hey, Come on now, come on now. Hey, maybe is next year. Maybe in next year. In Gainesville? No, no, no. Henry Jones by twenty-five. I get it. I that's understand a it. Year, that's yeah, a different year. Yes. Yeah, new year, new year, new me, baby. Hendon Hooker, the little Superman. Uh, could this be the year that they take down the Crimson Tide? Yeah. No, all, right, all right, we're not getting on it. We're not getting on it. We're not getting on it. So, what is this, the 27th year that they have lost? 27th year? No, no. I think it, last time they beat them was like 07, 06. I don't know. 06. I know they won't be Florida once in the last 30 years. Wow. DG over here on yeah, his Florida kick. Yeah, he, uh, he is drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball folks piss me off. He is drinking that Dylan uh, – not Dylan. <laughs> he is drinking that uh, – Billy Rich Gatorade. Yeah, the Billy Napier Gatorade. I'm over here still thinking about Dylan Gabriel, my last pick. But, Tony, kicking it back to you, man, with the snake draft. I'm glad I didn't mess that one up. Your third overall pick, Tony. Let's see who you got. Um, this one's maybe a little shocker, but as I was doing research and I was, like, looking for people who throw for a ton of yards, I found mm-hmm. a guy out of the Power Five in Fresno State. It's Jackson Hayner. This man threw for over 4,000 yards, not 40, over, over – <laughs> Over 30 touchdowns, and he's mm-hmm. gone back senior year. Obviously, the offense must be passing first if he's done for that many yards. And 
Maybe a senior year, obviously, as a system well. And I was looking at their basically schedule. And the best defense they play is USC week three. Mm. And I think he can probably throw for 300 yards against them. Yeah. So that's some other pick. We'll go with Jackson Hayner. I hope I don't butcher the last name. But No, it's, uh, it's, it's spot on. He is – a, a, a top guy. He's a top guy this year. He jumped in the portal for a minute uh, in the offseason. He bounced back out of the portal and said, hey, I'm going to stay right here in Fresno. Offense is going to be clicking next year. He's going to put up a lot of numbers out there. That's a, a solid, solid pick. Uh, and and my next pick, my number three overall pick, will be Tyler Van Dyke from the Miami Hurricanes. I'm huge on him, DG. Yeah, they're smiling, cheesing. Uh, I think I think DG wanted him a little bit. Yeah, oh, you didn't want him? He hey. wasn't on my list. Really? Oh, wow. They that Billy Napier Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> right, there he is. Uh, well, his four big games were about against the four bottom tier teams. So, I like uh, to hey, see him play. Hey, I understand <laughs> that. Christopher Stock, Miami guest that I had on the podcast. We're both high on Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, I think, you know, everything that Miami's – been through in the offseason. They're starting to get back on the come-up trail. Cristobal leaving Oregon, going to Miami. Uh, you got Tyler Van Dyke returning. Uh, they just need to catch a break, man, honestly. Like, Miami just needs to catch a break. They need to win a big game. And I think that program's starting to slowly turn around. Van Dyke, like you said, man, he had four games last year. He got thrown into the fire. He come out, threw for a bunch of yards. And now he's getting ACC QB of the year, love. You know, they, they want to see what he's got this year. And, and they make a quick trip. They make a quick trip into week three out to College Station. All right. College Station, <laughs> week three. I think it's week three. I, I don't have it right in my – Old DG's wedding. Day wow. Day before, dog. I'm getting my son. Yeah, yeah. But I think, <laughs> I, think, I think it's week three. I'm pretty sure it's week three. Um, I have to look back into it. But – Hey, if he goes out there to, to College Station and, and Kyle Field and he beats Texas A&M and puts up Buku numbers, we could be looking at a short Heisman list. Could be looking at a short Heisman list. All right. That's how I, I, that's how good I feel about Tyler Van Dyke. So, with that being said, moving on here to DG with his third overall pick. Who you got, DG? There's another guy who um, came in – uh, to college is a big time player. Um, had his games where he was a stud. Had games where he looked trash. Mm-hmm. Um, his school then recruited the number one quarterback in the class after him. There's a lot of pressure on them to replace him every time he had a bad game. This guy ultimately ends up transferring, goes back and joins his former offensive coordinator in the SEC. Yeah, I think he's got a little chip. He, he was a cocky shit when he came out of high school. Got a little chip on his shoulder right now. I think he's got to prove something. I'm going to roll with Spencer Rattler. I think that Spencer Rattler is going to come out on the SEC. Um, they, being in South Carolina, they don't play the big dogs from the West. Um, as big as game to be Georgia. Uh, I don't even know who they picked up from the West. Um, I haven't looked at their schedule. I can pull it up real quick. I don't even know if they play. I know they don't play Alabama. I don't think they play uh, Texas A&M. Yeah. I so, if that's the case, like you're, you're missing out on – Two of the top three teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. I game. haven't checked their schedule in a minute. It's been a they while. Played but Georgia early, so this yeah. will still be a young. They defense. got Arkansas week two. It's tough. Mm. Then Georgia. Lost. And then they got AM. They got AM and Arkansas. So the three losses, but he might put up big numbers. Uh, like I said, 
this might be going on, on the limb type thing, but I just think he I think he is a talented okay. quarterback that's gonna come out with a little chip on his shoulder to say, hey, look, that Caleb Williams guy, I'm just as good as him. Um and he's just gonna roll with it. So give me uh Spencer Rattler. Mm. Is my number Old Spence. All right. Like you said, cocky little shit on QB1. Hey, Got yes. to Oklahoma, repping the Jordan hat and everything. And uh, I just don't ever remember Jordan getting his spot took. But, uh, <laughs> but D Lane, who you got? Uh, for my third pick, uh, going with a guy that like to sling the ball in the SEC West a lot. I already know it. Already know it. I mean, I'm talking about 50, 60 times a game. It will, will never work in the SEC. It'll never work. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking that Will Rogers at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. 40 unanswered. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get into that today. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, Mike Leach loves to throw the ball about 50, 60 times a game. I mean, dude, might I mean, his elbow might be shot by the time he's a senior. Um, but I do like that Will Rogers. He threw for 4,700 yards last year. It's not that hard when you throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. Um, but that will be my third pick. I like the Will Rogers. I like the Mike Leach. I like to see an air raid offense, even though it'll never work in the SEC. I do like to see a quarterback sit back there and sling that tater around. Mm. But that will be my third overall pick. Well, well, hit us with your hit us with your fourth overall pick. Once again, I'm going to stay in the SEC. I liked his performance um, in the bowl game against Iowa, and I'm going with wow. Will Levis, the TikTok star. Will Levis <laughs> from Kentucky. Love. Um, once again, I mean, it's like every time I, – I'm going to say, like, I didn't I didn't watch, obviously, every game of Kentucky, but the the one that I did sit down and watch, like the bowl game against Iowa, man, I don't know if you remember that, those final yep. couple minutes, but it's like every time Kentucky needed a, a fourth and ten or a third and ten, dude stepped up and made the throw. Mm-hmm. And just to see, like, the emotion he brought in a, in a bowl game that, you know, like a lot of people say don't matter. But you know, to Kentucky, a bowl that bowl game matters. Um, it set the program, yeah, up, up and up. And um, I think with the, him returning, it's a senior year. Um, I mean, he, he had twenty four TDs passing, uh, nine rushing. So I think he, uh, I think he's gonna have a good year out there. I think uh, with Georgia's defense, not as good as it will uh, was last year. Bold statement, Kyle. I, yeah, I, I think they lost lost a lot on that defense. So I don't think it'll be as good as last year. Um, mm. Obviously. You know, Florida with the first-year head coach, possibly a rebuilding year. Who knows? Um, I think Kentucky very well could be 9-3, and 10-2 maybe with Will Levis. Mm. So, I kind of – I'm going to rock with him. That's Love my, that. uh, my fourth overall pick. Mm. Love that. Will Levis, go follow him on TikTok. Uh, really good videos. Love that Will Levis. Uh, Kentucky hoping for a breakout year, you know. They're hoping to um, maybe finally get, get the trip to Atlanta, Georgia. Does it happen? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This ain't basketball. This ain't basketball. Back to back to the up tempo podcast. DG, uh, your fourth overall pick, buddy. Go ahead. Man, it's, it's kind of getting tough. Uh, mm. A lot of guys that are kind of like projected big. Mm. Um, shoot, man. There's a guy on this list that I'm thinking I kind of like because I've heard a lot about him this offseason. I know he's got a couple big time wide receivers going back. Um, I don't know a ton about him as an individual because I just don't keep up with his team. Um, but you know, maybe I'll have to dig you a little bit because I'm, I'm going to pick him right here with my fourth-round pick. And I'm going to roll with Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. Uh, I know it's kind of a random pick, 
But uh, he threw for 4,400 yards last year, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. And he's also returning two of the top probably 15 wide receivers in the country. Mm. Um, he's got Keaton Thompson and um, Dontavian Licks are both coming back. Both considered two of the better wide receivers in college football. Uh, that helps, obviously, when you have guys who throw the ball to on the outside. Um, so, yeah, give me Brent Armstrong, Virginia. Mm. Mm. Love that. Man, it's on me, I guess, right? Oh, man, what am I going to do? i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that damn Quinn Ewers. That's what I'm going to do, all right? That's what I'm going to do, all right? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Quinn. I didn't mess up. Sarkeesian's going to have that baby rolling, baby. Hey, I'm telling you, watch out for Texas, all right? Hook them. Hook them, all right? Quinn Ewers stepping in. It might be horns down. It might be horns down early with Alabama, but I think you're going to see a guy step in, and he's going to take this offense over. We've heard a lot about him, and I think he's going to make shot waves around the college football world. He basically was one of the guys that set NIL you know, apart from this crazy world that we're in right now. And he, he left Ohio State, come to Texas, back home where he's originally from. And I think it is about time for Texas to get back on the map. And I can't wait to see this offense, uh, B. John Robinson and uh, what's the uh, – Xavier Worthy. Yeah, Xavier Worthy. Yeah, I mean, what a weapon to have out there. Kid's an absolute stud. I saw a top ten wide receiver – I think PFF put it out the other day that he was like seventh or eighth on the list. Fourth. fourth? Yeah. Yeah, he deserves fourth. it. Yeah, yeah fourth. Uh, I think that might still be a little low. No. Um, you don't think so? Because we'll, we'll get into yeah, the Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that another day. Uh, but dude's a stud, man. What a weapon to have. So, I like Quinn Ewers. And Tony, need your pick, big dog. Um, I think I'm going to go with the University of Louisville, Malik Cunningham. Wow. Dalton, Dalton Lane told me he finished first last year in the QB fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> I think might as well just take him. Oh, man, that Louisville. Uh, what, what? I mean, what, what did they do last year? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't pay much attention to Louisville. I, I, I haven't paid much attention to them since Lamar left, honestly. In the middle of the road. Yeah. Think, but I think just the fact that he can run and throw the ball kind of sets him up there. Yeah. Points-wise in fantasy. So. Okay. And he's also a four-year starter. Okay. Yeah. I like the pick. Um, yeah, I, I, I've watched him play. I just uh, didn't really follow Louisville that much last year. Um, and Tony, I guess it's yeah, back to you for what your good. fifth and final pick. Yeah, I think my last picks. I'm gonna go out to old Western Kentucky. Mm. They got a six-year senior <laughs> transfer from West Virginia, mm. Jarrett Doge. Mm-hmm. Old JT Daniels came in. He said, I'm out, basically. And he transferred to Western Kentucky. And for what, when you look at the stats, Western Kentucky quarterbacks are always lighting it up. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he knows a system. He obviously knows a game being there for six years. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to have some kind of yardage. So, I'm thinking he's going to throw for about three, 4,000 yards, get – 30 touchdowns, and uh, give me some points. Mm. Man. Um, my my final pick, that, that was a great pick, by the way. Uh, back-to-back picks right there. My final pick, I'm torn, man. I'm torn. I'm, and I'm looking at it, and, you know, he, he, he wore – he wore Under Armour his, his first three years. <laughs> 
<laughs> he wore Under Armour, and uh, he's making a across the country trip. Come on, dog. he's making across the country trip. <laughs> he might not be starting at week three. I'm just kidding, y'all. I ain't going that route. I ain't going that route. I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought I'd throw that in there though. And <laughs> I mean, I saw the heads turn and everything. I mean, whoo, man. And I look, I'm not kidding. I made a couple of TikToks about about Bo Nix being the starting quarterback. I mean, I just I couldn't put up with it anymore. It was it was tough. Uh, but now we got. I'm not going there either. I'm not going with Calzada. But my final pick, man. I gotta go with Stetson Bennett. I gotta go with Stetson Bennett. I got to. I got to. I've looked over it. Does he put up all the numbers in the world over here? I know you're on the Billy Napier Kool-Aid and Gatorade <laughs> or whatever you are drinking, and you hate Georgia. I get it, DG, but he's a winner, all right? And not only can he sling the tater on the football field, he slings the taters at Wendy's, all right? Handing out the four. Raising cane. Oh, raising, raising canes, canes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, my bad. I was just so uh, excited watching him and everything. Raising canes, Wendy's, whatever, chicken fingers, potatoes, whatever. It's all good. Stetson Bennett's a dog. He's a winner, all right? He's a winner, a proven winner. And he got it done last year. And I think there's a little bit more to come this year. I don't know if they're going to repeat as national champions. I doubt it. Like I said earlier in the episode, I like my two teams, but Stetson Bennett's the guy. He's the guy to me. And he's my fifth pick. DG, turning to you. I'm just waiting on your uh, Florida Hummer pit. No, I'm just, I'm just gonna, uh, Oh, wow. Brainstorming over here. DG, let's hear it. Yeah, man, there's a, there's a few guys left that I, I kind of like big here. Um, one of them's a transfer from the Pac-12 to the SEC. One of them's possibly on the SEC – um, probably your Pac-12 champs, their quarterback. Um and man, like you said, man, my guy, Homer Pick, <laughs> one of Florida Gators. Um, man, I feel like I got a solid four. Like Caleb Williams, Grayson McCall, Spencer Rattler, Brandon Armstrong. That's a solid top four. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also another guy that I've been hyping up since back in December, June, or whenever we did it. Oh, December, June, I'm saying, and close each other. But way back when we did our bold predictions podcast, mm-hmm. I threw a name out there. I'd pick him here if I knew for sure he'd be starting by week three, but I don't know for sure when he'll be the starter, so I'm going to leave him out. Wow. Oh, okay. Because he will be starting by week three, mm. I think, but I don't want to take a chance of him not starting. That'd just be a wasted pick. Mm-hmm. Man, it's tough. I got three picks I'm looking at. Um, I think one of them is going to go down week one in the swamp, so I'm not taking that guy. Wow. One of them. <laughs> This Kool-Aid. How many, <laughs> hey, how many cups have you had? <laughs> Way too many. Nice. Um, man, you know what? I was going to go out and say I'm going to answer Richard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hold back anymore. That ain't your Richard. Um, I saw it coming from a mile away. I, mean, I think he might did. But uh, I like Anthony Richard. Obviously, you know, far guy. Um, but I think if you, if you watch – you know, film from Louisiana Lafayette. And obviously, this is getting off of, you know, just being a homer pick. But, like, if you look at, at film from Louisiana Lafayette with Billy Napier's offense, mm-hmm. with Levi Lewis, um, not anywhere near as talented as Anthony Richardson. He was able to just dominate. Obviously, the conference is completely different. Um, but, I mean, Anthony Richardson was like – I saw an article about it yesterday just talking about how, like, back when kids were 12, 13 years old making players on – 
NCAA football, like he's the guy you make. Like he's 6'5, 240, runs a 4440, can swing a football at yards. Like he's got all the intangibles. Like he's got me. Like that's why you've seen a lot of draft where we're popping up. He's a projected top 25 pick and he's played, not even started, but one game his whole career. Obviously, if you look at his stats from last year, six touchdowns, five interceptions. You know, obviously not great. Um, but I think he kind of has something like um, what Cunningham does for Louisville. He's going to score on his leg with his leg. He's also going to throw the ball. So, I mean, like maybe he only throws 20 touchdowns, but he also might run for 15 or 20. So, mm-hmm. um, I think he has a good year. I don't know if he has, you know, a year to keep Florida 10 and 2 or anything crazy like that. I think a hell of a season for Florida to be 9 and 3, 8 and 4. I mean, because – on top of the fact it's a tough, you know, new first-year coach, all this kind of stuff, Florida's got a damn tough schedule um, just with opening with Utah. And then obviously the SEC's a little bit better than it has been in the past, with, especially in the East. The East guys um, kind of picked up and Florida picks up LSU every year, obviously, and then we got Texas A&M away. So it's a tough schedule. Um, but I think, uh, I, like I said, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, being a homer. Um, but – I'm a big fan, big fan of that Anthony Richardson. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, my fifth pick. Love the pick, man. Uh, we we all know what Anthony Richardson can be. We know he can be special. The athletic ability is there. Uh, excited to see him with Billy Napier, and uh, not a bad pick at all, man. I, I actually like that pick. Uh, D Lane to round it out to end it. What do you got uh, for my fifth uh, final QB? Uh, I'm going to go over to that North Carolina State, the Wolfpack. Love this. And I'm choosing Devin Leary. Mm. Um, obviously, he had a pretty good year last year. Threw for right at 3,500 yards, uh, 35 TDs. Uh, threw the ball 430 times with only five picks. Mm. So, I mean, doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Um, I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, I've seen a couple people possibly saying that they could run the ACC, yep. maybe make the playoffs. Yep. Um, if they do, I don't think it'll be a good thing because you're gonna match up with Alabama or Ohio State. But I think uh, I think with him leading the offense and uh, at quarterback, I mean, obviously Duke can sling it. Uh, doesn't turn the ball over. Um, just and the way the ACC is, I mean, it's really not. I mean, obviously, if you know Clemson comes and becomes a Clemson, we know they, you know, they know they can be. Then you'll have to worry about them. But I think the ACC is a little, a little weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Devin Leary might be the best quarterback in that conference, depending on the DJ K Klubnik type of deal um, that they got on in Clemson. But yes, Devin Leary will be my final pick in the draft. Mm, love that. Uh, what what's some some great picks we had? Some great quarterbacks, college football uh, coming at you here in, in just a little bit over a month or so, and and we're excited. We're ready. This podcast is going to be taking off, man. Uh, I know DG has talked about some episodes during the week when the season kicks off. We're working out a schedule and everything. And uh, the South Alabama podcast that I'm also doing, I'm going to set that up around this podcast. And and Monday, I have a special guest by the name of Carter Baines. He is coming on the podcast, and we're going to talk about some Oregon State football and where is the Pac-12 currently at? What What is the future of the Pac-12? D-Lane's over here saying it's going down, all right, it's going under. But what happens to Oregon State if the Pac-12 goes under? Are they making a move to the Power Five or what? There's so many unknowns out there. We're going to preview Oregon State's season. We're going to talk about their great quarterback that they have returning. 
what what's a good season for Oregon State. So we're excited about that guest and Carter Baines. And this podcast is just growing and growing and taking off. And we're excited to have our special guest on today, Mr. Tony Butt. Tony, appreciate you coming on, man. Anytime, buddy. Hey, sounds like a plan, man. Well, as of today, man, that's our that's our QB picks, and that'll wrap it up. So thank you all for listening to the Uptempo Podcast, and we will catch you all soon. We're out. <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.